Welcome to the Healthy Hormones for Women podcast. I'm your host, Samantha Gladish, online nutritionist, weight loss coach, and hormone fixer-upper. I'm excited to bring you a weekly dose of information and inspiration, sharing with you simple and effective strategies from health, wealth, and all things personal growth. Get ready to become the master of your hormones and experience vibrant health to live a life of more power and possibility. Welcome back, everybody. We are diving into Q&A questions today. I've decided that outside of my regular podcast episodes, whether my solo episodes or the guest interviews, that I would record these really quick Q&A episodes because I get a lot of questions, questions that come in via email or on Instagram or through my website. And these are questions from you guys, questions about your hormones, about nutrition, about the pill, about the clothes that I wear, about my favorite places to shop, my favorite restaurants to eat at, all kinds of questions. And I figured I might as well put these into a podcast and help answer these questions because guaranteed there are more than just one person who have thought of them. And so this is our first Q&A episode and I'll be releasing these episodes maybe once or twice a month. And if you guys have questions, then of course, come find me over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie. You can send me a direct message. You can ask me a question on a post and just say, hey, I've got a question for the podcast and go ahead and ask it. Or of course, you can contact me through my website at holisticwellness.ca and there's a contact me page that you can submit a question to me there as well. So let's dive in to our very first question from Stacy. And the question is, my PMS cravings for sugar are really intense. I find I'm always reaching for chocolate or eating high carbs and can't stop. What can I do to combat these cravings? Okay, a really great question and guaranteed, Stacy, you are not the only one with PMS cravings. It can be really common to have these cravings around your cycle, especially as your hormones are fluctuating and your estrogen drops during that time and your progesterone rises. I like to refer to progesterone as the fat cat of hormones. It's literally like the hormone that wants you to go cuddle up on the couch with your cat and a blanket and a big tub of ice cream because that's how you're feeling during that time of the month. It really is that time of month where you want to slow down. You really don't want to be doing crazy intense types of exercise. And it's really that time in your cycle to slow down and to tune in and to just go slowly. And so often sugar cravings will accompany this. And my always first insight is to look at your diet overall. So are you getting in enough healthy fats? Are you getting in enough vegetables and a variety of vegetables and leafy greens? Because we really want to be using our diet as our multivitamin, essentially. And we want to eat an array of fruits and vegetables and an array of colors so that we can get in numerous types of nutrients and vitamins and antioxidants. So it's important that one, first you take a look at your diet. Are you getting in enough healthy fats like avocados, nuts and seeds, different types of fats from coconut oil, grass-fed butter, ghee. Maybe you're using different types of animal fats. We definitely cook with bacon fat 
If we are making organic bacon on the weekend, we will save the fat in a little jar and we might cook with that fat during the week. When I'm making my bone broths, I will scoop the fat off of the top and also put that in a little container and I'll use that to cook with during the week. So different types of animal fats are really important and they're very nutrient dense. And of course, they're going to be really great for supporting hormonal health because your hormones need fat to function. So definitely that's the first place I would look at, as well as your fruits and vegetables. Are you getting in a variety? And your protein, are you getting in enough quality protein sources, whether that's grass-fed, pasture-raised meats and poultry? Are you getting wild-caught fish? Are you eating a variety of protein sources, not just eating something like chicken breast every single day. And so protein is key as well, because this is also going to help with your satiety levels, your hunger. So these things combined, filling your plates with healthy fats, proteins, and vegetables are going to be essential to combating those sugar cravings. So that's where I would look first and foremost. Outside of that, sometimes it's these little things like are you hydrated? Are you drinking enough water? Because water is also going to help combat those cravings. Oftentimes when we are craving something or we're hungry, it might really mean that we're dehydrated and we're not drinking enough water. So we really want to create that foundation first of getting in the nutrition and making sure we're hydrated. And then outside of that, it might mean that your body needs a little bit extra magnesium And magnesium is typically the reason why we crave a lot of chocolate around our period. And it's because cacao and really good quality chocolate contains high levels of magnesium. So it's not just really that your body wants the chocolate, it's that your body actually wants that magnesium. And magnesium is going to be wonderful for cramps and for irritability, for sleep, and for anxiousness that might come up during your cycle. So that is definitely the first area I would look at. Outside of that, you might want to be conscious of what are you stocking in your house? Are you stocking in your fridge and in your cupboards, a lot of sugary treats and snacks and a lot of high carb foods, you might want to make the conscious effort to swap out things like breads and pastas for things like spaghetti squash or sweet potato and getting really good quality chocolate on hand, like a 70 or an 80% dark chocolate. I really love Giddy Yo-Yo chocolate. I love Alter Eco chocolate. So we do keep these on hand and make sure we get like a really good quality And because the chocolate is so good and it's very rich as well, I find that if I do craving it, I really only need one or two little squares and I'm really satisfied with that. And of course, you can always head on over to holisticwellness.ca. I've got a lot of delicious fat bombs and delicious grain-free, gluten-free treats that are going to be so much better than you know your store-bought brands and store-bought junk food, I guess you could say. And you are definitely better off making your own batch of fat bombs or delicious grain-free muffins, something that you can have on hand that if you are craving something, then you know you're eating something that's at least good quality and free of a lot of inflammatory ingredients. So definitely head on over there and you can check out some great recipes. But for sure, it's about really creating that healthy foundation with your diet and getting in those good healthy fats and that protein and the nutrition from fruits and vegetables and your fiber, because that alone is going to help combat those cravings, number one. 
Okay, so question number two is from Melanie. I'm thinking of starting a detox program, maybe doing a parasite cleanse. Are there any that you recommend? So this is a really great question because I think that if you haven't done a cleanse before, starting with a parasite cleanse might be a little intense and a little bit invasive. So I think, again, just kind of going back to the first question and my answer to that first question with creating that foundation of making sure your diet is really super clean and really super healthy and loaded with really good nutrition and antioxidants and healthy fats and proteins, that is essential because your body detoxes every single day. You are literally detoxing every second of every day. Everything you're coming in contact with, whether it's your neighbor's secondhand smoke or the smell of their perfume or the environmental toxins when you walk outside or the herbicides or pesticides you might have eaten in your meal. Like everything that you're eating, your body has to detox. So the number one way to support detoxification is first and foremost with your diet, with your food and getting in good quality food. So I would make sure that you have that in place first before you want to go take on a parasite cleanse or do some type of detox kit. And in episode number two of this podcast, I actually did dive into detoxification. So you can definitely head back there to check out that episode. And I talked a lot about specific foods to incorporate into your diet that are really going to support detoxification. But with parasite cleansing, again, like it can be quite invasive. And I think that making sure that you've optimized gut health, it might mean you want to go on a sort of gut healing protocol as well as cleaning up the diet first before you move on to doing something like a parasite cleanse. Outside of that, brands and companies that I recommend, I really do like Renew Life. They have some really great detox kits and parasite kits and whatnot. So definitely something you can pick up at the health food store. But I do think it's important that you start with creating the foundation first, because especially with parasite cleansing, you really want to make sure that you are getting out as much sort of bacteria and any type of parasites that you might come in contact with. For example, if you're heading on vacation, it wouldn't make sense to do a parasite cleanse before you travel. I would make sure you do that when you come back because the chances of catching something that's, you know, bacterial or a parasite on vacation can typically be very common. So you might want to hold off until, you know, you're back from your trip. So Actually, at the time of this recording, I am heading off to Jamaica in just a few days, and I will be doing a parasite cleanse once I get back. But it is important to note that I have been on the autoimmune protocol. My diet has been really cleaned up. I've been doing a ton of gut healing protocols, colonics, IV therapies. There's a healthy foundation that I've created first before moving into that parasite cleanse. Okay. Question number three comes from Tina. This has nothing to do with nutrition, and I love this question. I'm curious, where do you shop for clothes? I like the rock t-shirts I see you wearing on Instagram. (laughs) Okay, that's awesome. Thanks for asking that question. You guys may have noticed if you follow me over on Instagram at Holistic Wellness Foodie, I do wear a lot of t-shirts like Def Leppard or Nirvana, ACDC. I just love my rock t-shirts. They're really fun. And One of the stores that I love shopping at, and I feel almost so silly saying it because I feel like it's a place that maybe you shopped at when you were like 16, but it's American Eagle. 
And it's funny because I was actually sharing this with a girlfriend of mine the other day, and she had asked about a pair of jeans I was wearing. And I said, I got them from American Eagle. And she looked at me like, really? Like, don't 16-year-olds shop there? And sure enough, she went there the following day and she managed to pick up like the nicest outfits and tops and all of this stuff because I actually really like to dress very, very comfortable. I mean, I pretty much am in my Lulu's all day long, but I love to wear sort of this bohemian hippie kind of style. And I find that American Eagle has a lot of really nice feminine styles like that outside of the rock t-shirts, of course, but it's just a really fun place to shop. So I feel like I can get these really cool casual, you know, rock t-shirts for every day, but they also have like really beautiful feminine sort of bohemian style dresses and things like that, that I could also wear out if I want to dress up a little bit too. So I love shopping at American Eagle. Outside of that, that Club Monaco is really one of my top stores to shop at. I love their clothes so much. They always fit so beautifully. So just an FYI, they also have the most incredible jumpsuits. If anybody's interested, ladies, you definitely have to go check them out there. They just have these amazing jumpsuits, whether you're looking for like pants or short ones. I always go there every year and just pick up the nicest outfits. I love it there. Okay. Question number four, what are your favorite brands of collagen? Do you just use collagen in smoothies? Where else do you use your collagen? And this question is from Nicole. I really love using Vital Proteins. I use their collagen. I also use their gelatin powder as well. That's actually purefeast.com. So I love Vital Proteins. I use the gelatin. I use the collagen. The collagen obviously is going to mix better into like smoothies. It mixes well into hot and cold, whereas the gelatin needs to be heated. So if you are making a bone broth, for example, and you find that you didn't get enough of the gelatinous qualities out of the bones, or maybe you didn't have enough bones to use. When you make your broth, you can actually take a few tablespoons of the gelatin and throw it into your broth at the end and and mix it in there when it's nice and warm. Just another way to get in that gelatin. You can also add the collagen in there as well. Both would work. But collagen, you don't need to just use it in smoothies. I do use it in different like baking ingredients. If I'm going to make like sometimes cookies or muffins and cupcakes and things like that, I will actually throw collagen in there. It's just a really great protein source as well. So it adds a little boost of protein to the food. But I mean, I do typically add it to my smoothies or my elixirs. Sometimes if I'm going to make a coffee or a turmeric elixir or a matcha latte, something like that, I will typically add the collagen in there. So Vital Proteins would be my first brand. I also use Great Lakes. I've used Progressive. So I'm not really partial to one brand, but I just typically find that I order the Vital Proteins the most. But outside of that, there are a lot of really great brands to check out. Okay, question number five is from Rachel. I read your post about the birth control pill and how it ruined your hormonal health. I'm 32, currently on the pill, and would like to start a family in the next year. I'm confused about the steps to take and when I should come off of it. And after reading your post, feel like I may have caused issues with fertility. So this is definitely a question I get asked a lot. I work with a lot of women who are confused about the birth control pill, who are thinking about starting a family, or who have really terrible periods and are thinking about going on the pill or back on the pill. 
So this is definitely something I work with very closely in my practice. So here's really what I would say to you, Rachel, is that if you are thinking of starting a family in the next year and you've been on the pill, I'm not sure how long you've been on the pill for, but you really need to give your body time to heal and for your hormones to readjust again. So if you're thinking about getting pregnant in the next year, it might mean that you might not get a regular period back for, you know, six months from after going off of the pill. It really could take up to six months for your period to come back, if not sooner, but if not longer, it can go either way. And so it's really going to differ for every woman, but especially from a fertile perspective, you really have to plan accordingly and manage those expectations because we don't know what will happen with your period after the pill. And it really might take six months, maybe even up to a year for you to have a period again. And with that said, you might get your period back sooner, maybe within two to three months, but that doesn't mean that you're actually ovulating. So there's a lot of different areas to look at here and a lot of different areas regarding your hormones that will need that support in order to support fertility. I definitely have a few posts on my website that you can definitely check out, which it sounds like you already did, but I also have a How to Ditch Hormonal Birth Control ebook, and this is a guide really taking you through those steps of how to get off of the pill effectively, how to effectively detox your body after the pill, and the exact supplement protocol that you want to get on because the birth control pill really does deplete a lot of nutrients and it can deplete your body's ability to absorb and assimilate vitamin C, B vitamins. It will cause a lot of issues with gut health and your gut is definitely going to help you with that assimilation of nutrients, but your gut also produces certain B vitamins and helps with hormonal health. So it will definitely cause a lot of issues hormonally, but beyond that, it's also impacting detoxification. It's causing negative impact on your gut health and also with your brain. It really does, unfortunately, a lot more negative than we think. And of course, the number one thing the birth control pill does is shut down your ovulation. So getting off of the pill means really working on getting your cycle back, but more than that, also getting you ovulating again so that you actually can conceive. And the other thing to keep in mind here too is that really supporting your body's ability to detox out all that synthetic estrogen because it will get passed on to the baby. And it can take a really long time to get your body to a healthy state and into a healthy phase. So again, this is just really about managing those expectations because it can really take time. And I really would love to see you at the most optimal, healthiest, most vital, energized Rachel so that you can conceive naturally and without complications. So it might mean coming off of the pill now, maybe perhaps downloading the ebook so you can get that supplement protocol in place and really support the detoxification process. And then 
just really playing it by ear and seeing how it goes and seeing how your cycle starts to regulate and how quickly the ovulation comes back and just really setting aside a good, potentially maybe a year of really healing your body and balancing your hormones before you consider getting pregnant. So I really hope that helps to answer your question. And of course, when it comes to birth control, there is so much to talk about and it's such a bigger conversation to have. So I will be sure to come back on the podcast and dedicate quite a few episodes to the birth control pill. And I do have some amazing guests lined up who speak about the birth control pill and work very closely with this in their practice as well. All right, guys. So thank you so much for those questions. And again, if you've got questions that you'd like to ask, you can head on over to holisticwellness.ca and you can contact me there. Or you can find me over on Instagram at holisticwellnessfoodie and just send me your questions there and I'll be sure to get them on a future podcast. If you guys haven't subscribed to us over on iTunes, I would love for you to do that. And of course, leave us a review and a five-star rating. It really does help our podcast to connect and reach more women. So thank you so much, guys, for tuning in, and we will chat next time. And ladies, another thing to mention is that if you are interested in diving deeper into your hormonal health, you might be interested in checking out my six-week online program, Healthy Hormones for Women. And yes, that is the name of the podcast. I decided to name the podcast after this signature online group program that I offer. It is a six-week go-at-your-own-pace program with weekly webinars. We dive into topics like liver detoxification, gut health, blood sugar management, adrenal health, thyroid, nutrition, all of it. So whether you have a regular cycle or not, or you are thinking about getting pregnant, or maybe you have PCOS, this is the program for you. It will help to regulate your cycle. It will help to get rid of those PMS cravings, the PMS symptoms like the cramping and the headaches and the irritability and the mood swings. And the meal plan that you get with that program is really based on your cycle and the fluctuating hormones in your cycle. So the meal plan contains specific foods for these specific times of your cycle, whether you're in your follicular phase or your luteal phase. And so it's really customized and laid out in such a great way to truly optimize your hormonal health. And I think it's really sort of a gateway program into really learning about your hormones and just diving in a lot deeper. So everything is pre-recorded. You can go at your own pace. You can head on over to holisticwellness.ca forward slash healthy hormones and check out that program there. And of course, if you guys have any questions about it, don't hesitate to reach out and let me know. And any of the show notes for today's podcast can be found over at holisticwellness.ca forward slash podcast. Thanks so much guys for tuning in and I'll chat with you again real soon. 